This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 37 with Aaron Anastasi. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello everyone, MC Lobster here and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. Thank you so much for joining me again today and spending some time with me. You know guys, self-doubt is something that we all deal with and I mean everyone deals with this regardless of who you are and what you've accomplished in your life. It's nuts, but it really is something that I personally battle with every day. This might be surprising because people that have met me and that know me usually tell me that I come across as a very confident person, and I am a confident person and am outgoing, and I like to talk, as you can hear, and I am everything except shy. Side note, that's why a podcast is a great fit for me, but back to the point All of us have those voices inside of our head that tells us negative things like, are you really good enough? What if you fail? You know, who's going to listen to your podcast? What do you have to offer to your listeners? There are so many people in personal finance, investing, entrepreneurship, and business space. What do you have to offer that's so different? I think if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about, that chicken little voice we have in our heads. And this reminds me of a story that I read, a Cherokee legend. One evening, an old Cherokee told his grandson about the battle that goes on inside people. And he said, my son, the battle is between two wolves inside us all. One is evil. It's anger, envy, envious, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. The other is good. It's joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The grandson thought about it for a minute, and then he asked his grandfather, which wolf wins? And the old Cherokee simply replied, the one that you feed. In the context of this discussion, every day I get up and I try to feed the good wolf. I take a deep breath before I start every podcast. And then I visualize my listeners driving in their commute, going for a run, sitting on the subway or train, working in their office or just relaxing at home. And then I think to myself, how can I provide as much value as humanly possible to them? And how can I serve these listeners like I've never served them before? And immediately my self-doubt kind of starts to take a back seat. By making it about the person that I'm trying to serve and not just focusing on my own insecurities and self-doubt, the energy flows towards the positivity and my good wolf wins. 
Anyway, I was a little nervous sharing this since although I'm outgoing and talkative, I am a private person, but I want to be honest and hopefully this lesson I've learned is something that you can use as well. My guest today has some fantastic knowledge on conquering that little voice and the self-doubt that you and I encounter on a daily basis. I'm glad to have met him on my journey, Aaron Anastasi. Aaron is an artist. He's an executive coach. He's an author. He's also an actor, a Southern Cal native who graduated with a master's degree from Princeton Theological Seminary. He's also a serial entrepreneur with online businesses such as Superior Singing Method, an online singing program that grosses seven figures annually. Aaron has had the number one singing life lesson channel on YouTube and over 11.5 million organic views and over 130,000 subscribers total on his three channels. Along with being an LA-based actor and filmmaker, Aaron is a prominent success coach. His new book, The Voice of Your Dreams, released in April 2016, reached Amazon's top 100 bestsellers within the first week of the release. I really enjoyed his book, and it's actually strange, but when I got the copy of Aaron's book, I had a lot of these negative voices in my head that week, so it worked out pretty well. It was perfect timing. Now, before we're joined by Aaron, just a reminder that you can download any book for free when you try Audible for 30 days. You can grab your free trial on audiobook download at cashflowninja.com forward slash free book download. And you can also support our show by doing your Amazon shopping through our homepage, cashflowninja.com forward slash Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything and it supports our show. All of our show notes and our past shows are available at cashflowninja.com and you can join our community and mailing list by texting the word Cashflow Ninja, one word, all capitalized, to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to the Cashflow Ninja podcast with your host, MC Lobsher. You must be prepared to ignite. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, MC. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Can you please share a little bit about your background and your journey as an entrepreneur and tell my audience who Aaron Anastasi is? Sure, yeah. I, Gosh, I started as an entrepreneur. I hadn't even thought about this until just yesterday, like as far as where did my – I think of my entrepreneurship starting maybe like a decade ago. But really when I was 17, my brother and I started a, a plant company. We would buy plants wholesale and sell them retail to not, – not like weed, not pot. I know that's a big industry nowadays, but it's just yeah. like – you know, flowers and plants and that kind of thing, and uh, and that that's what really kicked it off. I didn't I didn't go into a lot of entrepreneur stuff uh, until later on after that, but that kind of kicked it off. But my what what really really kicked it off is I mean not kicked off, but re- what really where I started making money doing it was starting my my course called Superior Singing Method, and even before that, I had started one called. Uh, the singing guide, which was actually a complete disaster, a total flop and a total failure, but led to you know two to three years later led to superior singing method, which which was a lot more successful. So so now I, I have that that online business, and then about three or four other online businesses, and then I I also coach people, and I'm an, I'm an actor as well, which is um, sort of an entre- entrepreneurial type of job as well. That's a very tough industry. 
Yeah, it, it certainly can be. There, there are people coming in droves from all over the world wanting to be actors to here to here to L.A. So it's certainly a lot, lot of competition as to be an actor. What were some of the lessons that you learned from those early failures that propelled you into successful ventures later? Yeah, one of the one of the biggest things. So when we, my business partners and I, when we launched the singing guide, we you know we were really excited about it. You know, I'd spent a couple of years developing. It. It and and when when we launched it, it it wasn't even just like a failure. It was it, it didn't have enough success to be called a failure. It was just a, it was like a non-starter. It was just like a total flop. And so I guess what I the main thing I learned from that was uh, was the idea of tenacity. I, I of in my mind, I thought, oh, we'd spent a couple of years building this thing, and I, I, there were two different paths in my mind that that I could have followed, and one was just this idea of like, you know what, we made a good run, like we tried hard and we really did this, but it just it didn't work, and so let's just move on and figure out something that's going to work a little easier, or work a little faster, and the main what I learned throughout that because the other path was, you know what, if we just continue to push and do this thing, this thing could really work. And it was like this idea that the the more blood, sweat, and tears you put into an endeavor, the less likely you are to allow it to fail. And so, and that tenacity begets tenacity, and tenacity leads to success. So I said, you know what? I'm committed to this. I I want people all over the world to reach their dreams. Um, as a singer, really, to reach their, now as a coach, I want people to reach all of their dreams, and that's kind of my life coaching thing. But at the time, it was just I want people all over the world to reach their dreams as a singer. So I just decided to. Put my head down and we all did and spent another year redeveloping rebranding refilming re everythinging and uh and that that tenacity paid off because within about a year and a half to two years that's when um it 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 blew up on on youtube and um became you know became a seven-figure business that's uh, such powerful information that you're just sharing too how you guys sat back and you deconstructed everything and then redeveloped it and relaunched it. Very, very powerful lesson to learn that early on. Yeah, yeah. We one one of the things that we realized at the time was it was that the the information that we're giving. It's not that people can't find this information. Like on YouTube, you could find anything you want, you know, any type of information. But what you can't necessarily find, or what's a lot more challenging to find, is is a systematic approach to to singing or to to whatever and so that's what we realized oh let's do something that's uh, you know i want to develop th- th- my method of singing that is the systematic approach like i'll tell you exactly what to do today tomorrow the next day and every single thing is strategically placed so you're building this foundation of building a good singing voice and because voices aren't it's not like a nat- people don't just they're not born natural singers. Nobody is. We think that people are, but it's a, it's a matter of a systematic approach of building the voice that you want. And so it was superior singing in eight weeks or less and doing the right things at the right time in this kind of systematic fashion of building your voice. And, and so it was that and then refilming with higher quality videos and, and you know different marketing methods as well. So I really enjoyed your book, The Voice of Your Dreams, Turn Down the Voices of Limitation and Turn Up the Volume to Success. Was there an experience or a aha moment that inspired your book? 
There absolutely was. I, I I've been ri- wanting to write a book for for years, but I just didn't know what what it was that I was I I would write about. But then I had this experience. I I <laughs> I had some reticence about this whole idea of of having a life coach, and so um, I when I first started being coached it was a little under a decade ago and it wasn't it wasn't under the guise of being a life coach it was uh, this guy's just like he's just a mentor and he and he's just a guy that can can just kind of help me he's he kind of became a life coach over the course of the next six or eight months or a year but it was it it allowed me to to be to be a mentee for a while and then get into this life coaching thing and be like oh what's this all about so anyway i remember we were meeting one day and i was complaining to him about how i was just frustrated and i was just honestly pretty angry that i couldn't i couldn't seem to have any financial success or like make it as a as an entrepreneur i couldn't figure out this thing and i and then i was like wanting to be a filmmaker and an actor too and it's like nothing seemed to be working and i was just i was you know airing my complaints to him and he said to me he said who would you have to be in order to get the results that you want? And in my mind, I just kind of shifted. I'm like, what would I have to do? I'm doing everything that I could do. He said, no, 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 no. Who do you have to be? And this idea of being is what led me on a journey and on a search for the next year, which this idea of how do I shift my being, what I believe about myself and what I believe about the world around me in such a way that my actions, the, the, the quality and, and the, the type of actions that I take just become different because of my way of being and therefore my results shift. And within that year, I saw such a, as I started um, applying that to my life, I saw such radical change changes in my own life that it was those principles that led to the book that I wrote and so I, I actually became a coach myself and then started applying these principles that I have in the book and this idea of being to my clients and watching them have really radical results as well and so the book was like I need to get these ideas down on a book because I I don't want just my clients to to have these radical shifts and just me I want I want to have this legacy of like showing people hey this stuff really works try this out and, and watch your life shift I had a similar aha moment at one stage too because I always had the mindset that I had to do something to have something than to be something. Yeah. And as soon as I changed it to first I have to be, then do have, instead do have be, I mean that's when I saw saw the transformation and things started to fall into place. So that's very, very powerful advice that you just shared. Yeah, because once we get clear on who we are, the B part, I I am an actor, I am an entrepreneur, okay, and then, okay, if I am this, what naturally is the doing? What will naturally outflow, be the overflow of me of me being this? What would somebody who is this do? And so that's the do, and then the have becomes an afterthought. Yeah, the, I'll have the things, the success, and the, and the accolades, and that kind of stuff, but that's just, that's just an afterthought. I'm going to continue to do these things and work toward these things because... Because this is who I am. I'm not trying to, to define who I am by what I do and what I have, because that's that's a that's a system that's that's built on um, just a flimsy a flimsy uh, foundation. Very very powerful stuff. And once you make that mindset switch, you'll start to see the world in a completely different way. So, for our listeners, that's a very very powerful point there. Now, these voices that we have, these negative voices that we all have daily in your book you share how to limit them and limit the negative stories that we tell ourselves and then you also provide practical steps 
on how to silence them. Can you share ways to identify these voices and these stories that we tell ourselves and then provide some strategies to silence them? Sure, yeah. I Just the example of even writing this book. So when I when I, I told myself I wanted to write a book for a long time, but of course, of course, never did. And I told you what was the kind of what what sparked it. But even when I decided, okay, I am going to write this book, I <laughs> the hardest part is just before we start because the limiting voices get the loudest at that point. So I I they became crystal clear to me, and my voices were uh, you're a phony, you're a fraud. So this whole imposter syndrome. It was uh, you don't have anything original to say. Nobody's ever going to read your book. So why bother writing it and spending all this time? Nobody's going to publish it. Uh, you, you know, people are going to realize that you're not as smart as you think you are, and you're going to be laughed. There was all these limiting voices that were shouting and I, I didn't at first I didn't realize that they were there it, the thing about our limiting voices is they just occur to us as reality until we can really identify them it just seems like oh this is true and if that stuff is true then why would I bother writing a book? And so I don't write a book, so it affects my actions and it affects my results. But once I start seeing it as like stepping away from it and kind of zooming out and looking at it from the outside and being like, oh no, these are just limiting voices. These actually aren't reality, even though they feel like reality in my body. These are something that I can choose to believe or not to believe. And so um, one of the things that, that I discovered is that the, one of the quickest ways to turn down the limiting voices, and I talk about a ton of strategies, of course, in the book, but one of the, the primary ones is that when, when that action eradicates fear because those limiting voices are a form of fear. And so when I would just sit down and have all these limiting voices, I'd just be like, okay, I don't care. I'm just going to write. Yeah, maybe all that stuff is true, but I'm just going to sit down and write anyway. And as I sit down to write, even in, in small increments, it's not like I'm going to write for five hours. I'm just going to sit down for a small chunk three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, and just start to get get some words on the page. Start getting some some black letters on this screen, even if even if it's terrible. And I noticed that as I started writing, the voices became silent and silent and silent and silent. And then two to three, four hours later, I had been writing and hadn't been dealing with my voices because I was just in action doing the things that doing the thing that I wanted to do, doing the thing that I said I want to do. So that's for writing, that's for acting, that's for starting a new business, anything as we get into action those 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 voices start to become quieter and quieter. Now, what advice can you also offer to increase one's self-confidence? Yeah, I have, uh, and actually one of the chapters of my book is called The Truth About You, and I've got this list on my phone that I that is a constantly an ever-growing list on my phone that I review every morning. I have this morning routine where I, I spend time meditating and reviewing some, some lists and some inspiring reading, and then I walk and do these incantations, and then I work out. So I've got kind of this routine that I do, and part of that is reviewing this list that it's called The Truth About You because... When I wake up in the morning, and still even oftentimes today, when I wake up in the morning, I have a flood of limiting voices uh, in my mind. I have these fearful thoughts that just like as soon as I open my eyes, and so that's why I've developed this morning routine. And the truth about you list is is uh, what I've done is I've identified a lot of the lies that I believe, a lot of the limiting voices that, sorry, even a little slip there, a lot of the lies that I'm tempted to believe that are kind of recurring in my mind. And so what I've done is I've I've countered those specific lies with specific truths in my phone. So let's say I, I 
you know, I think I'm a fraud. You know, I'm feeling like a fraud as a as a coach or as an author or or you know somebody that can have impact on on people in the world. And so what I've done is I've taken what other great you know what I would consider great leaders and people that I know and I respect something that they've said about me. So. For example, one one great leader said of me, he said, you systematically create success around you and inspire the same in others. And so I, it's a very specific truth that's at least as true or more true than the thought of like, you suck, you're stupid, you can't, you can't have any effect on, uh, on humanity, you shouldn't be a coach, that kind of stuff. So I've got a list of 25 or 30 of these things of people that, of what people have said to me that have really resonated with me. Instead of just allowing it to encourage me in the moment, I capture it, I put it on my truth about you list, and I review like all 25, 26 every single day. So it begins to re- renew my mind with what is as true or more true than these negative thoughts. And as I do that day in and day out, my mind begins to believe that, oh, this is actually probably more true than those limiting voices. So that's one, one thing. And no, that's, that's so true. And, you know, we all go through that and even myself. And then even if I get an email from a listener just saying, Hey, you've touched my life in this way that's fantastic i really enjoy that episode just that is just i mean it's i get the similar feeling well i'm really onto something i you know i am helping other people so it really motivates you and then you know drives you even further Absolutely, MC, and that and that some of the things I have on that list are from clients. Some are from leaders. Some are from teachers. Like when I start feeling insecure about my acting, I've got things that like famous directors and actors have said about my acting. So it's like anything from any of these places that feels encouraging and connects with you. It's not just like a a positive a pos you know oh a positive affirmation. It's very specific truths that counter very specific lies that we're tempted to believe. Now, what are some of the other reasons in your experience from coaching clients that people do not get the results that they want in life? Yeah, let's see. We have warring warring desires. So we have warring things that, that are going on inside of us. So, for example, I one of my clients has uh, – when she first started working with me, she she really wanted to be in a committed, loving relationship. Um, but when when we started when we started talking about about what was going on with her and in her life, and she was she was probably you know in in her estimation maybe. 20, 30, 40 pounds um, heavier than, than she wanted to be and, and had carried that weight for, for quite some time. And when we started discovering what was going on, we found that one of her core beliefs was that she that, that men are dangerous. She had had some experiences when she was younger um, with some abuse stuff and she had uh, this belief that men are dangerous. And then so, so that was one thing that she was happening in her mind, one belief. And then she had this other belief of I want to be with a man and have a loving relationship. So she had these different warring things that were battling against each other. And as we continue to dig deeper, we discovered that even the weight thing was was a defense mechanism for her to kind of keep men off because I want to be with a man. Men are dangerous. This this thing was was warring against each other. So the weight was something to help her not get the attention and and be be free from that. So as we discovered that um, those kind of thoughts and those the different warring desires that were going on inside of her, just the fact that she didn't realize it was actually happening. So even just the fact that it was illuminated, she was able to over the course of the next few months she. Um, she lost 20 pounds, and then she started dating after not having dated for 14 years. And so 
th- that's one thing that keeps us keeps us stuck is our our uh, our belief systems or things that are going on inside that war against the other things that we think that we want we we it's really a pain pleasure association we constantly want to avoid pain and we want to seek pleasure that's just naturally what we do so when we're associating pain with the thing that we say we want and we're associating less pleasure with it that um, we, we, we can never really have that thing because that's in the natural pool but if we can flip that and see more pleasure in getting that thing and less pain, then that begins to shift our motivation and shift our mindset. And those things, you know, we're able to get those things more easily. If you're living paycheck to paycheck and you want to kickstart your life to spend your life doing what you love to do and achieve financial security and freedom, what advice would you have for my listeners that are in that boat right now? Yeah, if they want to achieve financial freedom, this is, it's it's a really great question. To me, to me, it starts with, and of course, I'm I'm like so big on mindset. Of course, my books on mindset that it all starts with mindset. One of the uh, when I think of, uh, I know actually one thing you do on your show is this idea of like three principles of wealth. And if you don't mind, I can just talk a little bit about that because it'll kind of dovetail into this question. Absolutely. Is that is that the <laughs> the the first part of mindset for me is. And the first part of being wealthy is gratitude. And I know even as I say that, the listener will be like, I've heard this before. But it really is to me, I, one of the lists that I, that I go through in the morning, I have the truth about you list. And then I have another um, list that's just called I'm thankful for. And it's, an, uh, it's a constantly ongoing list that uh, we've all heard, oh, gratitude helps, gratitude this, gratitude that, change your mindset. But when we actually sit down and do it, when I actually sit down and do it, and I start thinking of all these things that, oh, I'm thankful for this and what just happened, and I'm constantly adding to that list, when I spend three to five minutes looking at this and honestly you know, thanking my creator, saying, thank you for this, thank you for this, I find out that my world is so big and there's so much to be grateful for that I feel wealthy in that moment. Because wealth doesn't have really anything to do with how much money you have in the bank, how many zeros you have at the end of the number in the bank, it really is, it's more of a feeling of, do I feel like I have margin? Do I feel like that I have enough? Do I feel like I'm going to be okay? And that feeling comes hugely by gratitude. So that's that's kind of the first one that I think. And then the, the second one, as far as wealth goes, is is these idea, this idea of these limiting voices of what we think is possible. When, when I was there with my coach that day that I was talking about, when I had that big kind of aha moment, one of the things that one of the limiting voices I had and one of the, what I call a, a racket, because we run these rackets on ourselves, we have these complaints that we think are legitimate, but once we start exploring them, we find we're holding on to these complaints because there's certain payoffs that we're getting out of it. So, for example, my, my limiting voice at the time was... I don't have what it takes to be successful as an entrepreneur or successful as an actor or a filmmaker. And so that that limiting voice and that racket that I was running on myself was uh, was keeping me from having those things because I believed that I couldn't. So if I don't believe I have what it takes, if I believe I don't have what it takes, then I don't have to have what it takes. That's what I'm getting out of it. And I, I don't have to put in the hard work and, and the tenacity of getting something different. I don't have to put myself out there and potentially look like a failure in front of other people. I get to kind of play safe and play not to lose rather than to play to win. So there are a lot of payoffs that I'm getting for living inside this racket and living inside these limiting voices. So 
So when I can kind of get clear about those limiting voices, unearth those and redesign those, wealth becomes a lot more possible because I live in possibility rather than living in scarcity. And then the, the last thing for me, that the third one is that all wealth comes from service. I mean, it's really, to me, it, it really is that simple that if I don't have, if my bank account isn't where I want it to be, it really just means that I, I haven't served people powerfully enough or I haven't served enough people powerfully. And there, and, and, and then even beyond that, it's I haven't been I haven't been thinking creatively enough of how I could serve people to the point that they would pay me for it. Very, very powerful. Thank you for sharing that. One of the things that I look at daily too is and this is a very powerful lesson that I've learned from a mastermind that I was a part of too, is the person leading the mastermind at that site said, Remember, wherever you find yourself in whatever position you are in right now, your best thinking got you there. And I stopped for a minute, and he said it in a very, very positive frame of mind and, and reference as taking your business to a next level and growing. But as I walked away from it, I, I thought to myself, well, wow, you know, that was very powerful because that's in every aspect in your life. And, and that comes b- back to mindset, as you said. Who do I need to be to be healthy? You know, who do I need to be to find that perfect partner and my my dream girlfriend or wife? And who do I need to be to be that person to provide as much value and service to others, resulting in having a fulfilling, successful business by helping other people? So it it definitely comes all back to that the the mindset that you've hit on in this too. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, I just I think it all starts there and that that's that comes back to the B. The mindset is the B. You know, when we talk about the B do have when once I get my mindset correct, the, everything else kind of naturally flows out of that. And that's that's why, you know, the old ad, you know, Lincoln said if I if I were chopping down a tree, I I would spend 4 hours sharpening my axe and 1 1 hour chopping down the tree and the same idea of like Martin Luther, the great reformer, he says he says I I have too much to do today not to spend 3 hours in prayer. And and the reason I bring that up is because what, like I have this 2 hour morning routine that I do because it gets me it it gets me in the mindset that I need to be in order to tackle the things that I want to tackle with the right with the right frame of, of reference, with the sense of possibility, with the sense that the world is abundant and, and there's there's plenty to go around and I'm and I'm gonna I'm just gonna function inside of that rather than scarcity and survival. So mindset to me is everything. Everything flows out of that and then, then the ideas and everything um, come from that. Now you have an enormous following online, especially on, on YouTube and online marketing is what makes or breaks a business, especially in the information age and your presence online if you're trying to establish that. What advice can you give to some of my listeners to grow their audience on YouTube and other social media? And what other marketing strategies have you found to be successful in growing your audience? Yeah, one thing is that it's a it's an ever-changing business and and or business. It's an ever-changing world. But like on the Internet, things are just shifting they shift, you know, and they're shifting more and more quickly. So part of it is is staying on top of it. Part of it is is understanding that things are going to shift, and it's not like things aren't bad happening to you because the world's changing and the market's changing. It's not, you know, there, it's nothing personal about that. But to really expect the fact that things are shifting constantly. So for us, we're we're trial and error things all the time. It's not like we have. I say we, me and my me and my business partners. 
we we don't have any crystal ball at all. We just we kind of see what the industry is doing, and we try a lot of things. And so. Uh, one of the so for example, we were doing SEO, you know, search engine optimization stuff on Google until 2011 when Panda was released, and that just that destroyed all of our, you know, we were at the top spots for a bunch of keywords, and it just it just sent us all the way down to like page 15, and so we had to pivot, and that's when we started our YouTube page, and then our our YouTube our YouTube channel just that that blew up, and then uh, it's like constant setbacks of things that have happened. Even now, we are doing a marketing strategy with uh, uh, you know Fiverr and backlinks and all that kind of stuff. I, I sorry if this stuff is just if people don't know about this stuff, but it doesn't matter because it doesn't work anymore, right. and so we're. And so we're we're shifting now. Actually, right now our business just took maybe like a forty percent hit, like a huge hit over the course of the past eight, eight months or a year. And so we've tried a bunch of other marketing strategies that have failed, but one that that seems to be working now is we're uh, we're doing YouTube pre-roll ads, and we're starting to put together a whole quiz kind of system where I can kind of through this quiz and people take these take our quiz and answer these seven questions and it's tailor-made to what exactly their like number one singing killer is and then i give them specific unique content for that thing and so that's been a good marketing thing but i say all that to say uh if you're if you want to just set something like just oh we want to do it and just let it go and and forever hopefully it makes money um i haven't experienced that to be the case like Passive income isn't totally passive. It becomes passive for a few months, maybe six months, maybe a year. But there's um, uh, the rent is always due, so to speak. There's a book I read. Um, it says uh, the rent axiom is that success is never owned; it's rented, and the rent is due every day. So there's a certain amount of upkeep. But you got to love the idea of like this game of like what's next and what's coming up next. And if you don't, then maybe maybe a different industry is is better for you. Right, and that's why a lot of my listeners are, are lifelong learners because, I mean, with the information age and the rate of change that we have, you're never going to arrive in knowledge. It has to be constant learning and unlearning and relearning the new, the new skills and keeping up with the changes. And that ties into my next question. One of the habits that I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new stu- subjects and learning new skills. So what are you currently studying and what skill sets are you currently learning? Yeah, right. Right now, I so I've got these online businesses, and I coach. And I've got this book, and I'm I've got another book coming out pretty soon. So that's all kind of like that's the same the same world type stuff. But what I'm actually learning, what I spend most of my time doing right now, is I'm in acting classes, li- acting classes and rehearsals and auditions, literally like thirty hours a week. So my thing is oh, wow. honing my craft, honing my craft as an actor, and the other stuff I literally at this point maybe spend ten hours. You know things are buzzing enough, and I've got business partners and assistants, and so enough things are are spinning on their own. And I just come in and I I like I'll do I do my YouTube videos, so I'll just film ten or fifteen videos at a time and have my assistant post one a week for that. So okay, I'm good for two months, two and a half months on that. So I'm I 
keep all those things spinning with my with my team and then I'm able to just spend time in class and audition and rehearsal because I I'm I'm committed to being a lead, being a, a lead on an HBO show. I'm committed to being a number one box office star and that's going to take more training and more mastery over the craft of acting while I also do the other stuff. So I'm always pursuing another dream. It's not like, oh, I've done this and I've made this money and I've got these things and I've had some success so I'm good. Nope. I'm on to the next thing. Where can I go and fail fail forward even more? And I'm failing forward as an actor. <laughs> Definitely, best of luck on that. So, you've been in a couple of movies already. Can you name a couple of them for my audience? Um, yeah, most of the stuff I've done is short films. So, like um, Vigilance and a couple of um, like web-based TV series, like um, Adam and Jamiro, and mostly indie stuff, mostly short film stuff. A lot of stuff I created myself and took to film festivals and and did all that. So that's that that's where I'm at now. Great. Now, what books can you recommend to my listeners? Yeah, I, one thing on like the the being the being versus doing stuff, uh, it's not it's not specifically spelled out that way, but it's uh, the three laws of performance is is to me one of the it was a really life changing book for me. Another one is uh, leadership and self deception. That's a really good one on on these same ideas that that we've been talking about. And then, gosh, I, I love books. I, I read like three books a, a month, and so I've, there's just so many. But like, there's one called Eat That Frog, another called The One Thing. These are all just, just really great books on productivity and, and mindset. I really enjoyed The One Thing as well. Very, very powerful. Yeah, yeah. I, I just finished The 10X Rule, which was, which was pretty good as well. Um, how can my audience learn more about you, your company, your book, and all the other projects that you're involved with? Yeah, probably the best way is on uh, you know either Facebook or Instagram, Twitter. So I at Aaron Anastasia, all my stuff is on there, and I I do a lot. I post a lot of content, a lot of like um, quotes from the book, and just quotes what I call you know because my book's called The Voice of Your Dreams, and so they're like kind of the Voice of Your Dreams types quotes. And then if you go to thevoiceofyourdreams.com, you can find out more about the book and actually get a thirty percent off um, coupon code for Amazon there if you want to get the book on Amazon head there first that, that, that'd be the main places I really enjoy that book and I highly recommend that to my listeners Aaron thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value I had a blast me too thank you so much MC for having me thank you for joining me and my guest Aaron Anastasi today you can grab a copy of Aaron's book at cashflowninja.com forward slash books where I have all of my guests' books and books that they recommend in one place for you. Our show notes today will be available at cashflowninja.com forward slash 037. Remember to grab your free audiobook download from Audible. You can download any book for free when you try Audible for 30 days. You can grab your free trial and audiobook download at cashflowninja.com forward slash free book download. Please support our shows shopping through our Amazon homepage at cashflowninja.com forward slash Amazon and join our community and mailing list by texting the word CashflowNinja, one word, all capitalized, to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. As always, guys, if there's any way that I can provide more value to you and serve you better, please go to our contact page and send me an email. I appreciate all our listeners that have reached out to me through email. I love hearing from you. If you have any topics that you would like me to cover in our Wisdom Wednesday episodes as well, please feel free to email me. 
That's our show for today, everyone. Time to take action in your life and create the life of your dreams. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness. 